Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Well, I'm doing well, my friend. Very well. We got all this disgusting sound effects before the recording of the show. (laughs) Yeah, if you only heard the outtakes, you know. I don't mean like that in a vile language kind of way. I just mean like, you know, it's when we record in the morning to get the show out to you by noon Eastern uh, time. So, you know, it's the morning. And, uh, you know, you get up early, you're like, yeah. you know, my, reminds me of, uh, what is that, Gary from the Howard Stern show with all those nasty sound effects yeah. he always has. Uh, it's <laughs> Flem Theater. Here we oh, go. Oh, it's yes, gross. Nice. It yeah. is. Oh, man, I got a stack show for you today. <laughs> uh, I want to address the, uh, yeah, right, funny stuff. I want to address the Democrats' strategy, what they're doing now. Uh, now that they've been entirely exposed as poli- police state tyrants, they've been exposed. A spy, 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 not an undocumented FBI employee, not a, uh, a, a human confidential informant, not a, it's a spy, <laughs> spy was inserted or attempted to insert himself into, inside the Trump sphere. I want to discuss this and how the Democrats are fighting back against this because they use this strategy on everything. Yep. So this show is going to be a morph. It's going to be about their tactics on the Spygate scandal, but it's more going to be about how Democrats use the same strategy over and over on every issue. And why? Why are we going to talk about this today? So you're aware of it beforehand so you don't get tripped up by police state tyrant Democrats, okay? Here's the strategy. Deny and counter-accuse. Deny the obvious and then accuse your opponent of the exact same thing you did. I'm going to give you examples of this. Second, euphemisms. They love their euphemisms. Workplace violence. Extremism. (laughs) Undocumented people. Euphemisms. Kinder, gentler words. It's not a spy. It is a operational human confidential informant source thingy. Oh, spy. What is wrong with you? It's a spy. They love it. This is the uh, that's all they have yeah. because they don't. The real words illegal alien. Oh, no, no. We can't call them illegal, but they're here illegally. Doesn't matter. They love it. So deny and counter accuse engage in a battle of euphemisms and then start picking nits. You know, nits, have you, had, have you, have you kids ever had lice? Oh, yeah. The nits, you know, nit, they <laughs> then they do the nitpicking. I'm going to walk you through this. I've got a lot of sound. And I've, I'm getting, it's just, the show is going to, it's going to be one of our better shows. Because I'm going to show you how they do this on everything. On illegal immigration, on taxes. They, this is their strategy every time. And they're doing it now on the Russia thing. And, and folks, this should infuriate you. It really should. Because they've been busted in the biggest spying scandal in U.S. history. And they're dancing around. It's not a spy. It's an FBI undocumented source. Oh, what? What are you talking about? You knuckleheads. All right. 
I got examples. We're going to get to that in a second. Today's show brought to you by We The People Holsters. These are custom-made holsters made right here in the great old U.S. of A. Thank you, by the way, for supporting this company. They are very happy with our audience and our show. Uh, we're really happy to have them here. We love companies that are proud, patriotic Americans. And trust me, We The People Holsters is not even remotely uh, running away from their uh, allegiance to liberty and good old-fashioned American values. They're like, yes, baby. They told me, you talk about that stuff with our product because we love it too. And you're damn right. I'm welcome. I welcome you guys here with open arms. We the People Holsters, custom made right here in the USA. They design their own holsters in-house. They do not use third-party molds. They design them right here in Las Vegas. They cut every single mold for their holster to fit each firearm perfectly. They update their designs. They add new designs every month, and it lets them stay up to date on new models that come out. They are, these are not third-party molds. Again, they have their own 3D design team that measures every micromillimeter of that gun for the perfect fit. You get the click every time you put it in there so you know it's safely in there. It has an adjustable can, adjustable ride. They design their own clip for the holster. It has four holes on the clip that match up with the four on the holster. So you can adjust the cant and adjust the ride. So it's really, really comfortable. Love this holster. It has adjustable tension. Each holster has that click sound I talked about. Let's you know that the firearm is safely clicked in place. If you ever want more tension, just tighten the screw and you're done. Real simple. They have custom printed designs in-house. Thin blue line, thin red line, the Constitution, the American flag, camo, and more coming out each month. Get a load of the price on these holsters. You're not going to be able to beat this. $34. But, but there's more. Oh, but there's more. It's not really $34. Because if you go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan, wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan, and you use promo code Dan, you'll get $10 off and they will ship it free. So it's really about $24. What a deal. Wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. We the people holsters.com slash Dan. Every holster comes with a lifetime guarantee. It ships free. And if it's not a perfect fit, send it back for a full refund. We the people holsters.com slash Dan. Promo code Dan for $10 off. You will not regret it. This is a fantastic holster. We love it. Okay. On the Democrat strategy. So let me just lay it out for you again. Deny and counter accuse. Mm-hmm. Engage in a euphemism fight. And then start picking nits. Nitpicking it started yesterday. Here's the deny and counter accuse phase. So there was a meeting uh, yesterday at the White House with Justice Department officials, uh, Devin Nunes and Trey Gowdy, the chairman of their respective committees. The the core focus of the meeting was the the uh, congressional over oversight committee looking into Spygate, the spying on the Trump team by Obama is demanding documents from the DOJ and the FBI, which for some reason, Joe, apparently think they are an independent branch of government free from oversight. Hmm. Uh, the DOJ is operating like its own private star chamber. Yep. The FBI and upper level managers at the FBI seem to think they are free of oversight as well. We're independent. You're not independent. You're not. You work under the executive office of the president. You are not independent. You are politically accountable like everyone else. I'm sorry that that offends your delicate sensibilities. So at that meeting, some Democrats insisted on being present, which I I, I don't 
particularly mind, but but I just know they'll leak the contents of the meeting because that's what the Democrats do. Out of the meeting yesterday, Jerry Nadler, who I'm not sure he was actually at the meeting, but Nadler, who's one of the biggest hacks in Congress, right? Democrat Congressman Jerry Nadler puts out a statement. Let me read this to you. This is in the Washington Examiner. The piece will be at the show notes. Read it because it shows you how desperate the Democrats are right now to hide the destructive Spygate scandal and how this is going to forever destroy their images. The party of the little guy. No, you're the party of the big government police state, you hacks. Cut the garbage. Stop the nonsense. Here's a statement by Nather. President Trump, House Intelligence Committee uh, Chairman Devin Nunes, and other House Republicans have information about a confidential human source. Listen to this, Joe. Somehow that same information, including his identity, was conveyed to the media, Nadler said. The president and his accomplices in Congress have featured the resulting press in yet another attempt to derail special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation. Dude, dude, get a grip, okay? Nadler, you clueless swamp monster. Let me just give you a little pro tip. So this is the deny and counter accuse, right? Yeah. The Obama administration, in conjunction with the Clinton team, hacks in the DOJ and the intelligence community, spy on the Trump team and illegally leak information in October and January, felony leaks to the media about the existence of said investigations into Trump and in turn Mike Flynn in January. Okay? Spy on Trump. Illegally leaked to media, committing a felony. The Democrats know they're busted. You're busted. 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 Thank you. You're caught. You are dead to rights. You're caught. Everybody knows what you did. So what does he do now? Nadler, this hack Democrat uh, goofball, starts calling for an investigation into Nunes and the Republicans and the Trump White House for the, because the invest the investigation of the uh, where they used a spy, the name of the spy Halper Stefan Halper, was leaked to the media. Now, Joe, I I yeah. tweeted this morning. Let me show you. Can I show? I'll just read what I tweeted because this goes to show you how how dumb they are. Because they are dumb. I mean, I'm sorry, folks. Again, right. I don't I don't mean to sound it, but this is just not smart. Meaning dumb. So I tweeted back to Nadler this morning in response to this. He wants the Republicans investigated because the name of the spy, the Democrats immorally, unethically, and potentially illegally uh, tried to insert into the Trump campaign now that the name is leaked. I wrote, clueless Democrat congressman apparently unaware of the consequences of a government spy attempting to contact an opposition political campaign, Joe, via email in order to spy. That kind of leaves an email trail, you genius. Uh, Godzilla facepalm, Joe. (gasps) (laughs) You think if you try to insert a spy, Joe, kind of, sort of, in a political campaign by email, hey, when when Halper emails Papadopoulos and Carter Page, right, tries to contact them, you think that might leave a trail? I'm just asking, Joe. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, you th- okay. Yeah. Wasn't a trick question. Yes, yeah. Joe, you were not a Central Intelligence Agency officer at any point, correct? Nope, never coached not in DIA, nope. not NSA, nah. none of the 17 intelligence. Okay, uh, nah. Joe is legitimately an executive producer of a radio program. Yeah. This is not a spy game. Nah. So Joe has figured it out uh, because yeah. Joe's a bright guy yeah, I got it. that using a spy to email contacts in the Trump campaign may not be a good idea if later on those contacts in the Trump campaign possibly forward that those emails onto the media and go, hey, this looks awfully suspicious. 
But then Jerry Nadler wants an investigation into the Republicans who were spied on. (laughs) Again, bullet point number one of the Democrat strategy on everything. Deny and counter-accuse. Engage in policies that harm immigrants and minority communities. Accuse Republicans of being anti-immigrant and anti-minority. Engage in policies that destroy opportunities for women, economic, health care, educationally. Accuse the Republicans of being in a war on women. They do this all the time. All the time. Nancy Pelosi, you're a big, she's a big pro-tax advocate. Trump enacts a tax cut. Complain about how it's not large enough. What? You were just deny and counter That's all they do. This is a hack-broken pitiful shell of a party i'm not talking about all the democrat people out there i say this in every show and i mean yeah democrat voters a lot of them are tired of this garbage too i get that i'm talking about the wing of this party the capitol hill demon rats who were lost that that is a just a collective crew of idiots like i've never seen and believe me the establishment gop swamp isn't much better so i don't think they get a pass but the democrats up on capitol hill are no more than police state tyrants anymore they are thugs They've engaged in thuggery. They've engaged in all kinds of weaponization and abuses of government. And they can't accept the fact that they've been caught. You knuckleheads emailed the Trump team with your spy to try to get information. It left an email trail. And now you want an investigation into how it leaked? Maybe don't email Trump team members working for the FBI as a spy. (laughs) S-P-Y. I know that term bothers you. Maybe, Joe, maybe a good idea. You think in the future you may want to think twice about trying to insert spies into opposing political campaigns? Maybe next time use like uh, DMs on Twitter you can delete or something like that. What a bunch of idiots. Gosh, are these people dopey. Now, let me move on to point number two. Can you have that uh, that shifty shift audio? All set. So Adam Schiff... uh, Captain Hack up on the hill, the the biggest liar, I don't know, Swalwell and him, Eric Swalwell are probably up there as the two biggest hacks. But if there was a hack fight, like an MMA fight amongst hacks, I could see it now, UFC to weigh in. Hack number one, Adam Shifty Shiv. He comes in. And then Swalwell with his boxing robe comes out. And hack number two, Eric Sloppy Swalwell comes in the ring. He's loosening up his shoulders, doing shoulders circles they're ready in a hack match i'm not sure who comes out on top these are two colossal epic hacks both liars both police state tyrants who, who who endorse openly spying on opposition political campaigns because they're they're quasi quasi socialists these are police state tyrants who love weaponizing government to attack innocent people that's what they do Schiff is, is, is an embarrassment to the country, an embarrassment to himself, an embarrassment to the Democrats, an embarrassment to Congress. He is an embarrassment. So is Swalwell. These are awful human beings who, if we continue to elect people like this, you will be living in a police state and in, in, in a totally tyrannical police state because they love this stuff. Now, Schiff goes to this meeting at the White House where, again, just to be clear, the Republicans are demanding now access to the documents about how this investigation started. Remember yesterday's show. Please listen to it. What was paragraph one? What does paragraph one in the FBI report say about how this started? Yeah, Joe, exactly. What does it say? 
on such and such a date, who produced what that led to this investigation starting? And by the way, my co-author, Denise McAllister, has found some just more troubling information from the Department of Justice guidelines on counterintelligence investigations show mm-hmm. how they are supposed to proceed from the assessment stage to the preliminary investigation stage to the full investigation stage. Yeah. This stuff's going to be in the book. This is why the book is delayed, because we keep finding new and devastating stuff. You're never going to believe how they moved from stage to stage to stage with no evidence to do it. They moved from, hey, you think Joe may be a spy to a full blown spying operation against Joe without anything other than speculation. It's incredible. Mm. That's why this meeting was conducted to get from the FBI. Guys, ladies, how the heck did this thing start? What did you base this investigation? Nobody can tell you. The story's changed four, five, six times. Because it started, as I said to you yesterday, based on the fact that they wanted to spy on the Trump team and just needed an excuse. They'd already done it before. They had spied on Congress during the Iran deal. Look it up. John Brennan. The John Brennan's uh, CIA team spying on Congress during the Iran deal. They've spied on Americans before with metadata abuses. Jim Clapper lied about it up on Capitol Hill. They were used to spying. They needed an excuse to spy on the Trump team and the hiring of Carter Page and Papadopoulos. uh, That was their excuse. When you understand that the hiring of Carter Page, who had already worked with the FBI in a spy case, and Papadopoulos, who they knew they could hit hard because he was a newbie to this. When you understand that the Obama administration saw this as an opportunity to spy, not a legitimate threat from the Russians, the whole case makes sense. That's why there's no paragraph one, because that's what paragraph one in the case would say. It would say, we started this case when George Papadopoulos and Carter Page were hired because we wanted to spy on the Trump team. Uh, uh Uh-oh, that doesn't sound right. Because it's not. That's the legitimate paragraph one. That's why the story keeps changing about how it started. They are desperate, desperate, desperate to hide this. They are desperate to hide their involvement with British intelligence providing information. Because they are desperate to hide it, Adam Schiff wanted to be at this meeting yesterday at the White House where the question was asked, what's paragraph one? How the heck did you guys start this investigation? So I want you to listen to this carefully. Now, being that it's an audio show only, at least for now, Mm -hmm. Hmm. at least for now, no, I want you to note. And uh, I got a hat tip CNN. We got this from CNN. But uh, this is uh, this is a cut of Adam Schiff and a prepared. It's very short. It's what, Joe, about 15 seconds or yeah, so? something like that. Adam Schiff, the biggest mouth in Congress, the biggest in the battle of the hacks, the potential winner of the UFC heavyweight title, a guy who is never at a loss for words advocating for the police state, comes out, gives a brief 15 minute, uh, 15 second, excuse me, statement. And he's reading from a script. His eyes never divert from the script one bit. I'm going to explain to you why that is after this cut. Nothing we heard today has changed our view that there is no evidence to support any allegation that the FBI or any intelligence agency placed a spy in the Trump campaign or otherwise failed to follow appropriate procedures and protocols. There we go. He gives nothing. That's it. That's his statement. He reads from it prepared, which says to me it was prepared before they even went in the meeting. He doesn't divert from it one bit. And shifty shift, Captain Hack, UFC gold medal heavyweight hack, has very little to add after that. What did he say in that? 
There's no evidence to support there was a spy. Notice the words he used. Pre-prepared. He wrote these. I'm sure of it before he even went in the meeting or had someone write them for them. Listen to me. The Democrats and Shifty know they are caught. These liars know they are caught. They are fully aware that they are looking at the most explosive political scandal in any of our lifetimes. This is not, these are not, listen to me, they're liars, but they are not stupid. These are not dumb people. A lot of them have been around the D.C. swamp for a long time. They understand their reputation as the party of liberal values, the party of supporting the little guy. They know right now all of this talk, you know, let's rage against the machine, man. Let's fight the man. Now what, Joe? They are the man and they know it. And not only are they the man, they weaponize the man to spy on the political opposition. And nobody likes tyrants and thugs. Nobody. Radical leftists do, but amongst the normal people, nobody likes that. They know this is a loser. Joe, loser, big time L on the forehead. They, big L. They absolutely know this. So what does he do? They got Jerry Nadler engages in a Democrat uh, fight back technique, number one, deny and counter accuse, deny we spied. And leaked and accused the Republicans of leaking. Mm-hmm. Then Adam Schiff, I'll get to the euphemisms in a minute because that's a little longer, jumps right to point three, which is nitpick the details. Now, I want to give a hat tip. Forgive me. I don't know who the account on Twitter was. There are a number of really good anonymous accounts on Twitter that have significant followings that have been breaking news on this. I, I cited undercover Huber the other day. There's another guy, Lindsay. He has a, I don't even know if it's a he, a, he or she has a great account too. And I'm not sure who said this, but someone on Twitter a few days ago in a genius stroke, and I want to hat tip them. Forgive me. If you're listening to my show and I think you do, you know who you are. So I'm not trying to be coy. I just don't remember who tweeted it or else I would appropriately give you the uh, tip of the hat. But they, the other day, Joe, when the news broke, this is about four or five days ago, when the news broke about Stefan Halper being the spy, mm-hmm. one of these Twitter accounts tweeted, do like in big caps, do not say he was inside the Trump campaign because the Democrats are going to use that to nitpick and destroy your credibility because technically he wasn't inside. Yeah. He wasn't working for Trump. They were trying to infiltrate the team. Now, folks, that's a distinction without a difference. They were trying to insert themselves inside the Trump. But why would Democrats do that? Jump to point three, nitpick the details. Right. Why, Joe? Because if they can get you on little details that are, Joe, Mm -hmm. irrelevant to the conversation. The conversation, right, Joe, is about the Trump team was spied on. Whether he was inside the campaign formally or trying to insert himself by connecting is an irrelevant detail. Why did Democrats nitpick, though, and focus on irrelevant details? Because two reasons. Number one, they want you to get lost in the little things Mm -hmm. and they want to confuse the argument. And secondly, they want to destroy your credibility. They do this all the time, all the time. They do it on the gun control issue, on the immigration issue, on the tax issue. Uh, Let me just give you a quick example on the tax issue. How they will try to lose the lose you. And I've debated running for office three, three times, twice against Democrats because I lost my last primary. But I won two two primaries um, and uh, had to go up against Democrats. I have debated the tax issue. Countless times, maybe a hundred times with skilled Democrats, you know, Ben Cardin's crew and mm-hmm. John Delaney. They, these were not 
these are not dumb people. Joe knows them well. These are skilled Democrat politicians, right? right? Yeah. Here's what they do on the tax issue. I would bring up often the fact that Reagan cut taxes dramatically. Matter of fact, he cut the top tax rate from 70 to 28%. Right. When Reagan did that, tax revenue to the government didn't go down. It doubled. It, 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 it went from 500 to like 909 billion. They will dig into the details, number one, and number two, in an effort to destroy your credibility. They'll say, they, keep in mind, they can't run from that. That is just a known, and just like they can't run from the fact that Halper was a spy. Right. They know it now. So what do they do? Nitpick. They go, well, if you look at the inflation-adjusted numbers, it wasn't really a doubling. But it went up dramatically. Okay, so it didn't go up by 100%. It went up by whatever, 26. No, no, no. It went up by 25.97. You see, he's a liar. He's a liar. They don't challenge the premise. Now, keep in mind, the overall premise here, this is important, folks. They will never challenge. This is why if you were ever debating Democrats, don't ever get lost in the minutia. Take it out to 30,000 feet every time because their effort to nitpick is not an effort to win the debate. It's an effort to destroy you. When they start getting into the inflation debate, you go right back to, no, no, simple question. Simple, I'm not getting into your inflation adjuster because I know what you're doing. Simple question, Democrats. Reagan cut taxes from 70 to 28% at the top rate. Did the tax revenue to the government go from $500 billion to $900 billion, or did it not? Simple yes or no is all I need. And they don't, they don't know what to do. Listen, I'm not claiming to be some master debater here, but filling in for Mark Levin and Sean Hannity and having skilled seminar callers, liberals mm-hmm. who are coached in talking points, oh, yeah. call these radio, filling in at Joe's show, yeah. you you get you get used to this. I'm telling you as a strict debating tactic, do not get into the details of it because they're not doing it to debate you. They're doing it to catch you in one misstep irrelevant to the bigger argument so they can destroy your credibility. You constantly take it out. You take it out to the bigger uh, uh, 60, 60, 75,000 feet argument. You say, see what he's trying to do now? Shifty shift? Mm-hmm. Well, there's no evidence that he was in the campaign. What? Shift. Did spy work? Did, did Stefan Halper work for the FBI and contact the Trump team? Well, there's no No, no, no. Shifty. Shifty. <laughs> Time out. That's not what I asked you. A yes or no will suffice, Shifty. Was an FBI spy contacting members of the Trump team trying to obtain information for the FBI? A yes or no will suffice, Shifty. A yes or no. Well, he wasn't technically a spy. He was an undocumented FBI. Shifty, a simple yes or no will suffice. Shifty. Shifty. A yes or no will do. <laughs> Where? By the way, just a side note here. Where do I get that from? My brother, Jimmy, who's a, a pretty cool cat. He still lives in New York. He's an electrician in Local 3, right? Yeah. When we were younger, you remember Mr. Softy? Did you have Mr. Yeah. Softy down here? Yeah, yeah, the annoying bells. Yeah. Well, when you were a kid, everybody loved Mr. Softy. So my brother, Jimmy, I'm pretty sure he thought that the guy, Mr. Softy was a chain. Yeah. But when he was younger, he thought the ice cream guy's name was actually Mr. Softy. <laughs> so he used to come running out of the house. Yo, Softy! 
Softy! <laughs> he thought the guy's name was Mr. Softy. Like that was, it's not his name. It's the name of the, but now Softy! I tell my wife the story. That was my brother, Jim. I'd never forget that because I'd be outside, you know, playing wiffle ball or whatever. And all I would hear, Jimmy, in this loud Queens Italian kid in New, New York voice, Yo, Softy! <laughs> Chasing the ice cream guy. And that's where I get the shifty thing from, in case you're wondering where this crazy show comes from sometimes. Shifty! Yes or no? Was an FBI source reaching out for the Trump team probing for a simple yes or no will do. Do not get lost in the details. This is a trick. He read a carefully prepared statement with those words written in advance. There's no evidence he was in the campaign. In because now they're going to say, well, technically he didn't work for the campaign. So there was no evidence it was a spy in a campaign. No, nobody's saying that. You're making that up. We're suggesting that an FBI spy contacted the Trump team probing for information to use in a counterintelligence probe to spy on the political opposition. That's it. Shifty, we don't need anything more from you. And they're using it to destroy your credibility. And I had tipped that Twitter account just to draw to comp- close the circle on that, who weeks ago, uh, maybe a week ago or so, said, be very careful about mentioning the fact that this spy was inside the campaign because the Democrats are preparing to use that talking point against you. I have no idea how that person knew that, but it was genius. I don't know if a Democratic source told them that or what, but, you know, listen, big, and I read it in advance, so was very careful. That's why if you go back and listen to the shows from a few days ago, You'll notice I'm very careful about using those words in the campaign because the Democrats are doing the nitpicking. I haven't even really gotten to the euphemism part yet, but I'll get to that um, in a second. All right. Uh, We have a new sponsor I want to welcome on board. And let me just tell you something. I have various degrees of familiarity uh, with our sponsors. I, I try to use all of their products pretty extensively before I talk about them because I respect my audience and we don't sell you any garbage here we've had our sponsors we've turned down a lot of them we got rid of one of them <laughs> um that's a whole other story uh but and it wasn't because of quality it was another thing i'll maybe some other time but um we really like and enjoy the products the companies have so this company that contacted us a little while ago Dynatrap, they have this thing, the fly light. And I thought, all right, sounds interesting. Now, I live in Florida, which I love. Florida is the greatest place on earth. I love it. It's just, I can't recommend this state enough. Just don't come down here and vote liberal and ruin the state, please. We really appreciate that. But down here in Florida, there's only one real downside. It's not the heat. I love Joe when people tell me, how do you live in Florida? It's hot in Florida. Dude, I lived in New York. Yeah. It's 90 in the summer too, and you got to deal with the blacktop. Trust me, 90 in Florida and 90 in New York blacktop ain't much different, okay? I'll take the 70 degrees in January. That's more than makes up for it. <laughs> you see, this is poor Dynatrap. trying to get the But the one downside is we are the insect capital of the known universe. There are bugs in Florida that I'm convinced are like X-Men bugs. They have a mutant gene. They have like tentacles. They have X-ray vision. They mm-hmm. shoot lasers from their eyes. The bugs down here in Florida, some of them are even impossible to kill because they're like, uh, if, you, if you were an X-Men fan growing up, they have that Colossus cat. He's this big, strong guy, and he covers himself in steel. The insects down here have that Colossus. They cover themselves in steel, and they're like impossible to kill. So when I heard about Dynatrap and this fly light they have, I'm like, oh, man, we need that. Because my wife likes to work outside in the Florida sun. She, You know, because in the shade, it's actually pretty cool down here. And mm-hmm. she likes to get some sun. 
but you can't sometimes because you will be eaten alive. What do you have, nine pints of blood? The Florida bugs will drain you of all nine pints and you'll be dead. You will be beef jerky. Hmm. So we got sent this uh, fly light product and there's an indoor and outdoor version. And it is the most, it is, you will never see an insect again in your life anywhere within 5,000 yards of your home after using this thing. I'm not kidding. The outdoor one is amazing. The indoor one's fantastic too. What is it? So summertime's officially upon us. And the only thing more annoying and bugs and all this other garbage and the politics of the day, you know, you use all the fake news and junk, are flies, mosquitoes, and other insects invading your home. They're tough to get out when you get in there, too. So we'd like to thank our, our sponsors over at Dynatrap. They are the leading manufacturer of outdoor mosquito and insect traps, and now they've just come out with the indoor fly light. This thing's amazing. I'm telling you, I, I used this thing for a week, and I was like, oh, my gosh. The Dynatrap fly light looks like a subtle nightlight that plugs into any indoor outlet. The fly light works day and night to attract and trap flies, mosquitoes, and other pesky insects. And I've got to sell, tell you, folks, this thing works it's amazing i've been using it for it, it you know it's funny it says in every couple days i've been actually using it for a couple weeks now it's not just a couple days and it really is insane the number of flies mosquitoes and gnats it's caught i had to change the trap already even early it was that good uh, they'd otherwise be buzzing around your homes and chewing you up at night trust me there's nothing more embarrassing and gross looking than hanging up that remember that old school fly paper joke how gross was that oh it was so disgusting you just put it on the christmas tree yeah oh nasty plus you'll never know what kind of bacteria those flies are spreading instead visit dynatrap.com that's d y n a t r a p.com Dynatrap.com and enter promo code Bongino, my last name, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, and you'll receive an incredible 15% off any of their products. Dynatrap, the safe, silent, and simple solution to insect control. Trust me, this thing works. Dynatrap.com, Dynatrap.com, promo code Bongino. Okay. Uh, sorry, that was a long one, but it's so worth it because the product is just amazing. Matter of fact, my kids, it works so well after a week when you take out the, the glue trap it comes with. Uh-huh. They were like, ew, oh my <laughs> gosh, we had that many bugs in the house? I'm like, yeah, we did. Crazy. All right. So we're talking about the strategy here, denying counter-accused, engaging the euphemism fight and start nitpicking. They're doing this now uh, with the euphemism game over the word spy. Now, you can see uh, Schiff is getting nervous by the written statement. But the euphemisms they're using to distract from the use of the word spy, Joe, mm-hmm. is being done precisely because the Democrats think spy is a harsh word that actually portrays what's going on. And the Democrats don't want to lose their edge. As Really, it's as simple as this, folks. They've always portrayed themselves as these kind of hip, edgy. You know, I always think of that group Rage Against the Machine. Was yeah. it Tom Morello was he was like they were big liberals. One of them was, at least. And, you know, Rage Against the, the Man. We're fighting the man. And, yeah. you know, the 60s hippie movement. Now the Democrats are bothered because they know in very specific focus groups, focus surely on politics and electoral power, that if the Democrats lose their edge amongst kids who want to seem rebellious and want to feel like they're part of a movement, yep. that if the Democrats are the movement the kids are rebelling against, they are going to lose an edge. Uh, you know, um, I, I hope I, I may not be explaining this well. So, let, I'm, you know, I, my apologies again for doing this twice, but it's important. Mm hmm. The Democrats have always been like the cool, edgy, hip party. Why? Because they fight against the man. They fight for the little guy, the disadvantaged, the minority community, the LGBT community, the immigrants. They don't do any of that. That's all nonsense, by the way. They do none of that. They actually disadvantage you by creating poor economic conditions, poor schools, and even worse, health care. They do none of what they tell you. But their overall imagery was based in this hippie type movement in the 60s that 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 
post FDR, like now we're going to engage in this. Look how cool we are. We're fighting against systemic oppression. It's the whole basis of this NFL protest. The system's oppressing you in the NFL. You make five million a year. The system's oppressed. Can you oppress me for five million a year? What are you talking about? Now, that whole fight against systemic oppression and these words that, you know, they have a hard time defining is based on the fact that they're fighting the man. They are the man. The word spy connotes the man. Wow, the government's spying on people? Democrats, Spygate, Spygate. We're responsible for Spygate. They are going to run from this. They've used every single term. Jim Comey, by the way, a a, a humiliating, uh, just dis- really disturbed public figure now. Jim Comey's out there. He tweeted out yesterday, how are Republicans going to tell this to their kids? The proper term is a confidential human source. No, Guys, shut listen up. to me. Yeah, call it, exactly. Call it whatever you want. It's a spy. And I'm in, uh, the reason I bring this up, and I'm going to move on because I want to get to some, uh, I want to get to one more nitpicking thing too. Sorry about that, Dano. No, no, no. Ridiculous. No, it's, you're right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, you're absolutely right. Is folks, do not stop using the word spy. I don't care what media hacks tell you. They are they're media. They're nothing but Pravda. It's a it's a propaganda effort to protect the Democrat Party. Ignore them. Don't use spy. It's not a spy. Use it every single day. Tweet it. Spygate. He was a spy. I were unlike these people in the media who have no experience in this arena at all. I worked there. This guy was a spy. Full stop. Period. He was a spy. Use it, use it, own it, because that's what the Democrats did. All right, so deny, counter-accuse, euphemisms, and nitpick. Here's another nitpicking thing they're pulling out now. Again, when I say nitpick, they're finding little things and little details to distract you from the big argument. Wait, one more thing before I get into this, because this is Mm -hmm. an important one, this nitpicking thing, but... Hmm. Donald Trump, Joe, again, the genius of Donald Trump. I was thinking about this yesterday. You know... When you and I first met and I was running for Senate, mm-hmm. we still haven't told our origin story here, you know, but I, I met Joe a while ago, uh, working for Senate years ago, and uh, he was at CBM where he still is, mm-hmm. and we just hit it off right away and became friends and started this podcast in my basement thinking nobody would listen. Now we're, <laughs> now we were looking at the numbers yesterday, we're like, OMG. It's turned wow. into a monster, Dan. It's a monster. You're right. It <laughs> is. Totally. Um I, when I first met Joe, I used to, we used to talk about politics once in a while. I'd say, you know, the Democrats are geniuses at the when did you stop beating your wife question. And yeah. when I say Democrats, I mean the media too, because they're the same thing. What they'll do is they'll ask you questions and the answer will become the headline. But the, tr- the question is absurd. And if you get sucked into an answer, you've already lost. And the, uh, the example used often in politics is, hey, uh, Joey Bag of Donuts, when did you stop beating your wife? Joey Bag of Donuts answers, I don't beat my wife. And what's the headline? The headline in the Baltimore Sun is, Joey Bag of Donuts, quote, I don't beat my wife. Right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, what happens there? Psychologically, people only read headlines. They don't read the story anymore. We're in the Twitter generation. You pick up the Baltimore Sun, and on the front page, in response to question about spousal abuse, Joey Bagadona says, I don't beat my wife. You're like, he beats his wife. Is there any more heinous thing to do? You're like, what? Meanwhile, Joey Bagadona is scratching his head. And, being, and by the way, this is not making light of any. This is the, this is the example used often right. because it's such a heinous thing to do right. that it it, it exemplifies to people how having to even answer a question when it's disingenuous can put you in a negative light, even though the, the question's ridiculous. You see what I'm saying? The headline, all of a sudden people start going, wait, this guy beats up his wife? Oh my gosh. 
No, he said he didn't. Nobody pay, nobody reads the story. This is tactic has been used, and that example has been used repeatedly over and over to describe tactics used by the Democrats and the media to entrap Republican opponents into negative sound bites and negative answers on questions that are irrelevant to them, that are not true, but are used to hit them. I make this point because this is one of the first times, this is the, Don, the gift of Donald Trump, is he is so unpredictable with his language, his phraseology, the way he answers questions, that this is the first time I've seen the media and the Democrats, but again, they're the same thing, have this tactic, Joe, Mm -hmm. turned on them. Hmm. Think about this with Spygate. When did you stop spying on Donald Trump? We didn't spy every day in the paper, every day, Democrats, we didn't spy. What, What does the general public see? Right, Joe? Every day. What do you mean they didn't spy? They spied? Somebody spied? The Democrats cannot move away from this story. Why? Why? Process this with me. The Democrats hate Trump so much. They are so, they are venturing into new realms of psychopathology. They hate Trump so much that they cannot, they are magnetically attached to this collusion story, despite the fact that it is never going to happen. Fetch, it's never going to happen for you Mean Girls fans. It's just the fetch of modern times. The Russian collusion for, is never going to happen. There was no collusion. They, Joe, they simply cannot let it go. So what is what do they get baited into every day? Not an argument about minimum wage, not an argument about taxes, not an argument about health care premiums that are going up, by the way. The Democrats are completely absent on that conversation. Every day it's, we didn't spy. We use the confidential human source. God, I'm not giving Democrats, if keep it up, by the way, you're helping us. That's why the generic Republican ballot for Congress, the Republicans are now up. On some polls, to be fair, some polls show them still down. But the Republicans are unquestionably closing the gap on the Democrats. Why? Because your headline, you knucklehead Democrats, every day is, Democrats, we didn't spy. It was a undocumented FBI employee. <laughs> Every single day. And and it's amazing that they've used this tactic, Joe, against us forever. Yeah. And they still, astonishingly, can't figure out you're getting played for fools. You're getting played for fools. That's why, again, this show is about the Russia thing, but it's really not. It's about the gift of Donald Trump in defeating the Democrats, denying counter-accuse, euphemism, and nitpicking more. It is now turning around on them. Every single day in the paper, Democrats, we didn't spy Barack Obama. Barack Obama didn't spy. Susan Rice did every single day. You're losing. The polls are obvious. There's people are sick of you in this stupid story. Mueller, Bob Mueller, you think you're close it down. Fire this guy already. You're not winning. All right, on the, and I'll get to the not winning thing. I'm going to circle this here, by the way, on another topic, too. But just to finally, on the nitpicking thing, there's another thing that Democrats are bringing up. Trump's lawyer, Emmett Flood, um, apparently dropped in on the meeting yesterday, said some words, and then left. Now the Democrats, this is what they're relentlessly focused on. Our Trump lawyer, Trump's lawyer was at the meeting. Ignore it. Ladies and gentlemen, ignore it. Do not get bogged down in irrelevant details. Every time they bring it up, you're like, oh, fine, yeah, great. Okay, so let me just ask you a question. Again, Shifty, yes or no? 
was an FBI spy contacting the Trump campaign in an attempt to get information used to spy on the Trump campaign. A yes or no will do. I'm not interested in what Trump's lawyer said to me. You can uh, knock yourself out and have fun with that. I'm not interested. But that's another nitpick. They're trying, oh, gosh, the Trump's lawyer was in there. They, oh, okay. So it's okay to spy on a campaign, but God forbid Trump's lawyer drops in and gives a statement. By the way, he didn't even stay for the meeting. Felonious hackery. Felonious hackery in the umpteenth You've got degree. it. Oh, hey, by the way, Chum Store is open still. Hey. Thank you. The sales were phenomenal. I said to my wife, how many we sell? We thought we like a couple hundred. She was like, ah, oh, no. <laughs> a lot, a <laughs> lot more. So thank you to everyone who went to the Bongino merch. The merch, the merch, the Bongino merch store. We did it for you all. It's available at Bongino.com. We will be adding the Fanula New merchandise soon. <laughs> so we already have Joey Bag of Donuts. Take it easy. We've got a bunch of great stuff up there. Go check it out. The Chum Store. We had a huge sales week last week. So uh, thank you to everyone. And the mugs. Thank you to everyone who's been sending me the pictures on Facebook of the of the Bongino yeah, merchandise you bought. So we appreciate it. All right. Uh, moving on. On the winning front, this NFL thing, Joe. Yeah. Um, I have another piece of Breitbart at the show notes today, uh, Bongino.com. It's really good. The NFL players now, Joe, are thinking of new ways to circumvent the NFL's uh, you can't kneel on the sidelines anymore or you'll be penalized on the field rule. You have to, If you're going to kneel for the anthem, you have to stay in the locker room. So I'm going to debate uh, Sarah McLaughlin about this, not the singer. Remember Sarah McLaughlin? I remember the name, yeah. Yeah, she was, I used to lie, loved her. She was like the, oh, she was so good. Her voice was angelic. Although this, the new, the, I'll tell you who the, I'm always getting sidetracked, but this is important. There is a singer out there, I've mentioned her before on the show, I think her name is Karina Wickies. She's in a, in a group called The Glades. And I gotta tell you, I haven't heard a voice like that in mm. eons. She has a video of YouTube, uh, on video on YouTube. It's kind of a low-budget video, but it's an acoustic version of a song she has. They're on a dock. They're playing in front of the of, of like a water or lake. Man, what a voice of an angel. I think her name is Karina Wiki. Someone sent it to me once, and I was like, whoa, just blew me away. I'll just do that. But I'm going to debate Sarah McLaughlin. She writes for uh, the, the Fire fire.org something like that mm. and she came after me a little bit on twitter the other day suggesting that my stance on the nfl players uh was some form of suppression which i i i mean find utterly ridiculous so i invited her on my nra tv show uh she had to you know commend her said yeah i'll come on sure. so we're hoping to get that done on tuesday we'll have a live show tonight 5 30 p.m eastern time at nratv.com i'll be covering a lot of this stuff and some additional content as well but i'm hoping to have her on on tuesday and her point was basically this is some form of speech suppression by the nfl i, I think it's ridiculous it's absurd the nfl is a private organization a private organization, they, they were allowed, if that's speech suppression, Joe, you work at WCBM, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. WCBM has a target audience, mm-hmm. a target audience of, it's a conservative station. Yes, it is. If Joe came on the air, now Joe has access to an open mic when he wants at WCBM. I know mm-hmm. I used to listen to the show in the mornings when I was local. If Joe got on the air when the show opened up every morning, and right before Sean and Frank, the host got on, Joe got on and said, communism rules, right? <laughs> Freedom of speech, right? Yeah. No, hey, it's freedom of speech. And then WCBM said, Joe, you can't do that. You're free to say communism rules, but you can't say it over the air. You have to go outside the studio because you're alienating our audience. How is that suppression? 
Joe can have whatever ideas he wants. They just can't use the WCBM platform to advocate for ideas that are going to destroy the company. Right. The NFL's the same thing. It's an NFL field on NFL time that networks paid for. You don't have the right to go on the field and crap on the American flag and piss off the whole audience. Do it in a locker room. These guys have Twitter accounts. Joe, they've got millions of followers. Mm-hmm. You want to say, hey, I don't I don't like America or whatever. I don't like cops. You want to listen, I don't agree with you, but it's free speech. Knock yourself out. I'm an absolute supporter of free speech. Do it on your own time. They're not suppressing anybody. So we're going to debate. Uh, hopefully she comes on on Tuesday, but uh, we'll check that out. But I, I wanted to bring it up, not because of that. You know, I'm almost surprised they don't have that disclaimer on there. The views expressed by players, coaches, and others on are the not field necessar- are right. not necessarily that of the NFL. Because Joe said, that's, that's I know that's the disclaimer at WCBM. It's something like I that, yeah, it. but it should and be. And then when I said that, Joe, but they should be, yeah. right? That's the WCBM one. Yeah. <laughs> Did they still say that? At oh, the yeah, end? yeah. Yeah, there's a great disclaimer. The views in, uh, expressed in this are not necessarily the views of the WCBM, yeah. America, but they should be. I remember that. But I bring it up the NFL thing and uh, ESPN thing as well, which I'll get to in a second. Because, again, just a note of some positivity for you before this uh, Memorial Day weekend, right? You are winning. You're winning. There's an article in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, I can't put it in the show notes. It's subscription only. It's a simple article anyway. It's not like anything. The bottom line is this. ESPN, it's a lengthy piece about the genesis of the fall of ESPN and they you can read the piece they largely attribute it Joe to opinion based programming that delved heavily into politics rather than sports mm. now a lot there's a lot of other reasons too cord cutting and things like that but there's no question based on the interviews in the piece that ESPN lurched left and the audience said no thanks see ya have a nice day daddy-o you're win- I'm telling you you're winning this culture fight remember yesterday's show I talked about the three spheres mm-hmm. there's the political sphere we're winning we're winning. That's just evident. Political spheres are based on voting. We own the House. We own the Senate. We own the White House. We're switching over the courts to conservative judges now. We own the governorships. We're winning the political fight. The culture fight we got crushed in for a long time because of academia, Hollywood, and the entertainment community, and the liberal media. But what's happening now is we figured it out. The way to do it is to turn it off. People are turning off ESPN. They're turning off Hollywood movies. The numbers are dramatic. You're winning. ESPN, the people in the piece unquestionably attribute a lot of the collapse to ESPN to a leftward lurch in politics. You won. Yeah. You Read the piece if you have a subscription to the journal. It's there clear as day. By the way, it's on Drudge today, too, so I don't know if that provides a free link or what. But, you know, I'll put it in the show. I know I'm going to get The problem is I have to answer that 100 emails as to why I'm including subscription content if it happens to be. And I can never tell because I have a subscription to the journal, so I, I get it either way. I'm just telling you you're winning. You won on this NFL thing. Why? Because you are committed, thick-skinned, Brave conservatives who are willing to take the fight to these people. I don't mean it again. The violence is a leftist thing. I, you know, so please spare me. The media matters, goons who listen to my show. That's your thing. Violent. You're the violent ones. I'm talking about your commitment to a fight. 
Whereas liberals, after a week or two, I got a boycott, whatever. You insert the product. Conservative beer company A, because they came out with a pro-Trump statement. Guys, they're not in for this fight. A week later, they're buying the beer again. They have no guts. Their, their skin is a millimeter thick. They have no guts. They're snowflakes. They are not conditioned for this fight. You all are ready. You're ready to give up the NFL, to give up uh, specific companies, to give up entire product lines. You're ready. You've been conditioned because you've been abused by these liberals for years. Oh, you're a racist, misogynist, nonsensical, ridiculous, absurd uh, attacks on you. You're conditioned for this. Giving up the NFL was uncomfortable, but it was a fight worth having. You did it and you won. You're winning. You're turning the tide. All right. I got. I just wanted to bring that up to give you a little good news. I got some other stuff I want to get to. Um, hey, one more point on the... the uh, the Russia stuff before I get to some other sound here. Mm-hmm. I got a question on email the other day. People said, well, why are the DOJ and FBI stalling on this? What paragraph one was how the Trump investigation started simple. They are waiting out the midterms. The people in the bureau in the FBI, Joe are desperate for the Democrats to take over Congress in the midterm, which would let them do what? take over chairmanships on these investigative committees, which will shut down these investigations. Why am I telling you this? You have got to get out and vote. Do not for a... I know the GOP swamp rats are are no great shakes. I get it. But the Democrats are police state tyrants. There is no comparison. You have one party that that really sucks, and then you have one party that is an abomination to humankind. I'll take the party that really sucks, okay? I'm just telling you, folks. This is the real world we live in of marginal choices. What's marginally better? You know, I always give the example, we don't ask in the winter heat or no heat. It's how much heat. How much suck are you willing to tolerate? You know, and I'm not willing to tolerate police state tyranny. And that's what the Democrats are. They use the government to spy on people. You could be next. You have to vote. They are waiting out the midterms. That's why it is so important that Gowdy and Nunes get the information they need now. Okay. Um, this I covered this last night on my NRA TV show, but this is kind of funny. I do a segment on my NRA TV show at night called the Liberals versus Liberals. I'll do it like two or three times a week where I show segments of liberals taking the exact opposite position on things, therefore debating themselves, hence the title Liberals versus Liberals. This one is a doozy. This is, I'm going to play you some audio first of Jim Clapper, who's now out there, the former director of national intelligence, trying to sell a book. He's on CNN with Jake Tapper, right? He's questioned about how he knows that the Russians over basically impacted the result of the election. You know, the whole Democrat talking point has been that the Russians hacked the DNC. There's no law enforcement evidence of that, by the way, because law enforcement hasn't, hasn't looked at the DNC servers. Because the DNC won't let them. Kind of suspicious, right? But their whole narrative has been Russians hacked the DNC servers, stole the emails, colluded with Trump, and that overturned the results of an election. If that didn't happen, Hillary would have won. Now, that's been their narrative post-election. That was not their narrative pre-election. I'm going to prove it to you. Before the election, their narrative was the exact opposite. Their narrative was nobody's going to overturn the results of a U.S. election. Voter fraud isn't real, you dopes. So play Clapper first, saying how the Russians unquestionably overturned what would have been a Hillary Clinton victory. Uh, In the book, you write, quote, of course, the Russian effort affected the outcome of the election. Surprising even themselves, they, the Russians, swung the election to a Trump win 
to conclude otherwise stretches logic, common sense, and credulity to the breaking point. Now, this is more than you stated when you were director of national intelligence and you and your fellow um, intelligence officials put out that report. You avoided making a conclusion one way or the other about whether or not it had an impact. Uh, have you learned more information or is this just you speaking as a private individual? Uh, both. Uh, so to be clear, uh, we did not, and that was very deliberate, did not make any assessment or any call about what impact the, the meddling had on the actual uh, outcome of the election. That wasn't in our charter authority or capability to do. But that was, but since I became a private citizen, knowing what I know of what the Russians did, the, the massive effort that they undertook and the, the, the variety of means that they used and the number of millions and millions of voters that they got to, uh, to me it stretches credulity, as I said in the book, and, and logic that not to think that they didn't help swing the election, given the fact it turned on 80, less than 80,000 votes in three states. So that's a what I would call an informed opinion. I, didn't, I don't have the empirical evidence to go with it, but it's just thinking about it and seeing and understanding better since I left the government the, the full magnitude of what they did. Uh, I, I, in my mind, in my opinion, that they did affect the election. Okay, so Jim Clapper... Obama hack, DNI, Director of National Intelligence, knee-deep in Spygate. He says, of course they swung the election. Although we had no capabilities in the DNI to determine that, I have no empirical evidence that it happened, but I'm sure it happened. Uh, okay. You sure? Now let's have him debate Barack Obama a month before the election, talking about how stupid what Jim Clapper just said is. There is no serious person out there who would suggest somehow that you could even you could even rig America's elections <laughs> in part because they're so decentralized and the numbers of votes involved there's no evidence that that has happened in the past or that there are instances in which that will happen this time there's no evidence none <laughs> no evidence that happened in the past the future ever and by the way, Joe, yeah. no serious person would even allege that. Apparently, Jim Clapper's <laughs> unserious. Then. Folks, you see what's going on here? Before the election, right, they were convinced Hillary Clinton was going to win. Mm -hmm. When Donald Trump alleged there may be voter fraud or election irregularities, the, uh, the uh, Obama campaign did nothing, zero, zip about it. Now, there may have been voter fraud. But it wasn't the Russians swinging the election. That, that's nonsense. That's Obama. You heard this is his own words. You don't have to listen to me. Listen to Obama. Clapper now needs this narrative. He needs it because they're all in a panic. They're justificate. Let me set you up for what's going to happen. Get ready. You heard it here first. We're at least two weeks, if not two months ahead of the news cycle, Joe. Oh, yeah. Now that they've been called out, they're in the deny, counter-accuse, euphemism, and nitpicking stage. That's going to fail because the facts are on our side. The Trump team was spied on. There is absolutely no refuting that, okay? Sooner or later, they are going to have to accept that this happened. They're going to ride it out first. They're going to play the game, deny, euphemism, nitpick, for as long as they can so the story loses its edge. Sooner or later, when the story loses its edge, and they go, oh, that's old news now. They were spied on. Old news. They do this all the time. They did it with Benghazi and everything else. What are they going to say, Joe? 
all right, we spied on him, but it was clear as day that the Russians were going to impact our election and impact our constitutional republic and swing the election for Trump. So in the interests of national security, we had to spy. That's why, meanwhile, keep in mind, Obama says it's ridiculous, that theory. That's why now the entire story is going to shift to know the Russians had to have swung the election. Because if they don't admit they swung the election, they have no motive, Joe. Right. You understand that that once they admit it happened, now they're going to explain it away by motive. Well, we knew the Russians. This was such a serious threat to our election. That's Obama saying how ridiculous it is in October. (laughs) If that were to stand now... Now, all of a sudden, the American public's like, wait, let me get this straight. Now you're acknowledging you spied on the Trump team and your motive was what? Russian swing an election that Obama acknowledged could never happen. They have to switch the story. This is how they work. Nitpick, change the story. Deny, euphemism fight. It's wasn't a spy. It's such crap, folks. It's unbelievable. It's the garbage that's going on in this campaign. All right. Thanks again for another great week of listenership. I really appreciate it. If you don't mind, please subscribe to the show. Uh, We had our biggest week by far ever. Um, You all have propelled us into the stratosphere of podcasts. Thanks to you. It means a lot to us. But please, if you can subscribe, if you go to iHeartRadio, uh, you can, it has a follow button. If you go to iTunes, there's a subscribe button. The subscriptions are actually what drives us, which helps us move up the charts. You can also uh, follow on SoundCloud, Spotify, other places as well. And you can also enable the Alexa skill, uh, just enable it to play the Dan Bongino show. And you can also do it on Google Home as well. We really appreciate it. It means a lot. I will see you all on Monday for uh, Memorial Day. Thanks, folks. You just heard the Dan Bongino show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening, wherever you listen.